This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's your saltwater guide, Captain Dave Hansen. It's Opsin Floral Carbon Monday, but I have a couple of really cool guests to join us here from Akuma. So we're going to get the show started in just a couple of minutes. I want to thank you all for all the views and all the likes and all the shares over the weekend on those great videos that I posted. I want to thank everybody for all the love you gave us. We got a couple of videos that are absolutely going viral. That sculpin, how to handle the sculpin videos going absolutely bananas. The popcorn lobster leg videos still going bananas. It's over 2 million views now across social media. And then we just put out a video of how to get the knuckle of the antenna out. My good buddy Jamie made that, or excuse me, Justin made that video for me and it's going bananas on social media also so thank you all for watching all the videos do me a big favor today while you're watching this hit that share button right on the bottom there it'll help us out tremendously it'll help todd out it'll help john out it'll help me out hit the share button let everybody know what we're doing here our show goes live monday through friday at 12 o'clock pacific standard time and we don't want anybody to miss out on it i'm sorry i went a little bit early this morning but my beautiful wife told me it was noon already. And now we know that she was living on Cabo time and not Southern California time. So we're back. We're here. We're ready to go. We're bringing in my two buddies here in just a minute. I want to thank all the veterans for everything. Todd and I talked, told everybody on Friday, thank you very much. And I just want to reiterate the fact, thank all the veterans. What a, I'm sorry you only get one day. You should have a whole year. Veterans should be veterans year, but Saturday was veterans day. So thank you all very, very much. We'll talk about Opsin a little bit later in the show, but if you absolutely have to get a bite, it absolutely has to be Opsin. Opsin Floral Carbon, phenomenal product. We'll put the QR code up. You can save 20% on the product. We'll do that a little bit later in the show, but without any further ado, we got uh, John Bretza and Todd Manser joining us. John, who are you? What are you about? Well, I'm uh, the product development manager for Okuma Fishing Tackle. Been there over 25 years and had the great opportunity to work with uh, great guys like yourself and Todd Manser for uh, many years. Hey, Todd, what are you doing? I just had you on the show Friday. Now you're out in the middle of the ocean. Where the heck are you? Uh, I'm 246 miles south of Ensenada right now. I'm uh, just inside of uh, Natividad and Cedros Island. We're heading north, and we've had just exceptional weather. And it's great to be back on the show. I've been on the show a lot, Dave. It's been a lot of fun, and I got to say that you know the opportunities I got with John Bretza and and the staff at Akuma uh, for over a decade now have been phenomenal. Uh, it was a really neat start uh, when I came in there, and we'll talk about that during the show. Uh, but it was there was an opening in the industry uh, for what happened and what became uh, uh, what now is Makaira, Akuma, and all the, the specialty reels uh, that are coming out of Akuma Tackle. So, John, it's great to be on the show with you. Yes, you too. Yeah, you two came up with a phenomenal – and yet there was another guy involved, Mark Mills. We've had him on the show before. Mark was involved with the th two of you guys putting together this series of reels, which has just become a staple of uh, 
the industry now, especially with this tuna going on year after year after year, the big tuna, the small tuna, everything. You guys put together one of the most phenomenal reels. And I'm never going to forget the day that you gave this one to me, John. And this is the original. This has still got the uh, the serial numbers on the bottom. This was a uh, prototype, and I took it out and caught so many yellowfin tuna on it. I was hooked. Just turning this big power handle, and all of a sudden there'd be a yellowfin tuna right at my feet, and the torque on this reel was incredible. So why don't you and Todd let everybody out there know, Todd, You'll get to talk. Don't worry. <laughs> talk for just a minute. How did you get involved with Todd? And how did that all come to be? And then how cool was it to go catch all those fish on all those bitching reels? I say I love hanging out with Todd because I learned so much about the industry, the ocean, and everything else. But it is hard to get a word in at times. So I uh, appreciate that, Dave. But, um, no, it's interesting, uh, you know, uh, I did a trip with Todd back on the Captain Hook years ago with Western Outdoor News. Uh, first opportunity to, you know, really be introduced uh, to Todd. And, you know, we absolutely slayed, slayed a, a bluefin at that time. This was many years ago. Uh, but at the time, he was, you know, working with another company. And then, as you would mentioned, Mark Mills, you know, came to work for Okuma Fishing Tackle. And, you know, Mark grew up down in Dana Point, working with all you guys down on, on the boats and got a great relationship with everybody. And, you know, Mark was really one of the guys that helped bring, you know, both you, Dave, and Todd, you know, over to the Okuma family. And, you know, it's just been a great experience. But, you know, the very first experience we had with the Makaira, you know, we worked with, as I told you in the past, Tiburon and Alan Tanny and all that in the original development of the product, but working with guys like Todd and yourself, Dave, to really help refine and test this product, make sure it was right for the market was key. And probably the most memorable moment I ever had in the launch of the Makaira was fishing with Todd. This was, I think we're on about 12 years now for the Makaira. So it must've been maybe 14 years ago, but I flew down to Cabo San Lucas hopped on the boardroom with Todd. We fished for, I think, two days. And the fishing fleet, we were on the Golden Gate, and it was just packed. You know, we couldn't even get in. Todd said, we're going to hold back. We fished. We fished for eight hours, but really it was like full speed for maybe four hours. But we got 52 marlin in that eight-hour period of time on the first testing trip of the Makaira. And so kind of that was... That was the opportunity where we said, wow, we really got something that's really exciting. And then we started pushing on the tuna and everything else on the testing side. But that was really the first opportunity to kind of understand kind of what we had had on our hands and, you know, if we need to make many improvements. Yeah, that was an awesome trip. Go ahead, Dave. There's a lot of people right now that are say, saying 52 marlin in four hours. Come on. Let me explain something to you, gang. Those two gentlemen that you're looking at here on the screen, there's no reason for them to fib or lie. They're telling you the honest-to-God truth, and they they caught that many because they were actually done catching them. You could have caught could have caught them all night into the dark. That's what it's like down here in Cabo San Lucas when it's happening. It's an amazing fishery. Go ahead, Todd. Yeah, our, our best day was uh, – I think our best day was 73. And on that day, uh, the guys that I had on the boat – we're questioning why we were even trying to catch as many as we were catching. And I told him because someday you'd be able to tell your friends, you know, how many we've caught. But since then, there's been boats that have caught over 300. You look at what the Bad Company team did, you know, and Anthony Shea uh, and Steve Lousy, Pete Grossbeck and Jimmy Kingsville. I mean, they if they had had enough bait with, with uh, Jimmy Decker and all those guys they had on the boat, in one day they caught almost 400 striped marlin. So... Uh, the fishery that we have for striped marlin between uh, Cabo San Lucas and Magdalena Bay is probably the best in the world. And most days where I've caught 50 to 70 uh, striped marlin, those days we could have caught, you know, more than that easily. Uh, we, we definitely left them biting. I know I talked to Billy Miagawa yesterday morning. 
And yesterday morning, he already had 28 releases. And the day before he had, I want to say, 44 releases. So, yes, guys, it's the truth. It's real. And the reason why it is what it is is because it's so far out of reach where we fish that you need guys like me and guys like Dave that have been doing it forever and know how to get you to these areas and fish and, and get you back home safely. But what a fishery and what a pleasure it was to have uh, Akuma uh, on board when we uh, were testing those Makaira reels because, like John said, we put them to the test. You know, when, when Toyota Land Cruiser came out, and started developing the Toyota, they, they took them to Africa and they just beat the living you know what out of them and then fixed everything as it went to make sure they had a superior reel. So what a better way to, to uh, design and improve on a, a, a reel like the Makaira than to go catch 52 Marlin in four hours. You're going to put them to the test. And so, yeah, go ahead, John. I say a good point that Todd just made, you know, about Toyota and, you know, beating this product down. You know, anytime I bring a product out, you know, work with the factory and we bring it out for testing, I give it to you guys, our product testers. I don't expect any of those products to be turnkey ready for mass production. You know, it, it just doesn't work like that. You know, we talk to anglers. We try to listen to the market. We try to do everything we can to get the development correct. But you always have little dimension issues, maybe a material issue, and that is the goal and the reason for the product testing. That's why we got to make sure that we have the testing samples out, you know, a specified amount of time before it actually hits the market to identify those problems. You know, um, what Todd does on this boat, it might be, you know, multiple lifetimes that he's putting on these reels compared to a regular angler. And our goal is to make sure that a product like Makaira you know, can be passed down from generation to generation, you know, uh, to your grandson or whatever, but that's only going to work that way if we're able to put it in the hands of, you know, professionals like yourself. And, you know, we're doing this not only on the West Coast, we got guys on the East Coast, we uh, test them in Australia, New Zealand, Japan, all over the place. And, you know, one thing that we found after the testing of the Cabo trip, I had the reels out in North Carolina and, you know, one thing we're always talking about is how do we get water away from the reel, right? So it doesn't sit inside the reel. And, you know, we have three different spots on the left and the right side of the reel to drain water. But I've got a reel right here in my hands. And one thing you'll notice on our reel is that even around the shifter, right, the two-speed shifter mechanism, you'll see it's completely ported out. The original samples didn't have that. And we found in North Carolina with the guys blue marlin and bluefin tuna fishing their weather tends to be rougher than ours here in california they're taking spray over the gunnels and water is getting behind that big button and are just sitting there and so we added this wasn't for decoration these holes are actually added for drainage and you know that's only that's stuff you can only find from putting them on the right boats and testing in different situations Sure. I, I remember, John, when we were sitting down at the table, me and, uh, and Mark Mills, and we were talking about a couple things that would that would change the way uh, the Makaira fished. And one of the things that I that I saw a great improvement on and the, that I thought would be a great idea is is detenting the lever drag so that we actually have a little bit of, of tension through a through a ball bearing detented lever drag. I mean, things like that were, were incredible. And what was more incredible is that you guys were letting product testers and guys in the industry like myself uh, uh, bring those suggestions to the table and then making good of them. Yeah, agreed. So, you know, without that detent, you know, you'll see a lot of reels in the market where from free spool to strike, it's just a real, real quick uh, movement. And sometimes there's just a detent and strike. It's really easy to go past that strike button and maybe uh, put too much uh, drag and maybe lose a fish. You know, maybe it pulls your hook out too quickly. And with that, those detents that you're talking about, Todd, it opens these reels up to be more versatile. So, you know, they can be fished in, you know, multiple applications from chunking to trolling to live bait, jig casting, you know, all those different situations. Absolutely. I thought that was... When we, when we brought that to production, that completely changed so many things on how 
uh, that lever drag system worked on that reel. And then we went even further and we, we improved on the way the cam system detent system works. So talk about that a little bit. I mean, that's just an incredible uh, addition to uh, an, an incredible product. So, you know, the drag cam detent was uh, really huge because, you know, that was actually something that we found early on. And actually, we discovered it again on the East Coast where they're trolling uh, high-speed planers for Wahoo. You know, as you know, how much tension that actually can place on a reel. And, you know, as they're resetting their baits throughout the day, you know, the one thing we found was that the springs for the detent weren't quite strong enough. So if you move the lever back and forth throughout a day, you can get a little bit of creepage in the preset, and it might change your drag adjustment. And so, again, you know, that just is a matter of having the reels on the water. The more hours you have, the more chance to identify this stuff. And so we added stronger um, springs in there, and it gives you better detents. But the drag cam on the Makaira is really the one thing that sets the reels apart from what it can achieve from strike uh, to full. It does something that no other reel can do other than the reel that's being out there blueprinted. And um, so that's huge for our style fishing that we have for the bluefin right now. So if you want to really get that tuna's head turned out of the depth circle, you land them a lot quicker. You see a lot of different devices where guys are putting in the rod holders so they can uh, rail rod these fish. Um, but that, that's been huge. And then the drag cam itself, I mentioned the current drag cam comes in the reels. But for guys that like to tournament uh, marlin fish with monofilament line, IGFA type standards, or the East Coast, we also have our uh, tournament drag cam that gives a very uh, slow increase to the drag so it doesn't spike up real quickly. And, you know, a famous angler in the world was Peter Pakula. Peter Pakula from Australia worked directly with me to develop those drag cams uh, for the tournament drag cam. And that was huge because at the time, Australia was all IGFA uh, rated fishing. Now they're uh, able to use a braided line. So it's starting to change the game a little bit more. I miss, I miss Peter. I haven't talked to him in several years. Boy, uh, that's a blast from the past. And I, I assume he's still producing some amazing lures today. Uh, we were actually using Kakula lures, actually Akuma uh, uh, was producing, uh, uh, lures for Peter Pakula. Uh, what a great blast from the past. I, I haven't heard that name in a long time, but yeah, that, that cam system is something else. And, and, and the curve of that drag cam system is amazing too, because it allows not only like you were talking about for, for all purposes of, of, of having a great drag, drag curve, but the free school aspect of the Makaira. Holy cow! Talk about that, John. I mean, I mean, you can fly line an anchovy with a fifteen-two speed. Yeah, so that was pretty unique. As as we know, you know, people are tuned in from the East Coast. You know, they'll drop back baits, but casting is not as prevalent on the East Coast with a you know lever drag reel like it is in California. And you know, when I grew up, you know, say fishing with Todd and you guys. You know, at the time I was fishing Daiwa sea lines because we had nothing but anchovies, right? So you had to cast, you know, something really light to get your bait out. Well, with these bigger tuna, everything's changed. You know, guys are fishing lever drags, but with a lever drag, your drag system is mounted in the spool. So that makes the spool heavy. So the idea is to try to, you know, make that as uh, uh, inertia free as possible. So as the spool gets going, it's very light. And working with Alan Tanny and some of his gurus up in Northern California, they introduced a product to us that nobody else in the industry is using, and it's called TSI oil. And it was actually made for NASA for the space shuttle. So super high-tech stuff. Uh, we used it. We put it in our ball bearings. This is stuff that, you know, the, when you send your reel out to get it tricked out from some aftermarket uh, reel guy, that's the type of stuff they're utilizing. He helped us out with it. And at the time, you know, when you put stuff like that in your reel, you think it's a high performance sports car. Think like a Corvette, you know, it's, it's gotta be uh, maybe uh, maintained and serviced more frequently. And that's what we had thought. We thought maybe eight to 12 months, the TSI oil, and you'd have to reapply it, the TSI oil. What ended up happening with the TSI oil was that 
you know, I had reels up in Prince Edward Island, giant bluefin tuna fishing. And I told the guy, send the reel back after three years. I want to look at the reel. I want to see how it's holding up. And they'd send it back, and the bearings are in great shape. We got reels five, six years later, and this oil is just, like, remarkable how well it performed compared to other reels where you put different types of oils in the bearings. You have to stay on it to constantly reapply. The TSI oil um, has proven that it you don't have to do that nearly as frequently. It, it performs more like a grease-based product you put on a ball bearing, but it gives you tremendous um, friction-free abilities that give you free spool like the reel's been blueprinted. So I actually take that that lubricant when I can get it from you guys, whether I get it with a reel or, or whether I go up there and hit Daniel up for a little bit, and I use that on my pliers and my and my <laughs> side cutters because I tell you what, those they never freeze up. <laughs> it works so darn good. It's like almost a penetrating oil as well. I mean, just uh, lubricant uh, stuff works amazing. Todd, I got a question real quick. Is your uh, is your front window open on the boat? Uh, no, because we're getting a lot. It sounds like you're in a shower or something. Well, you know what I could do? I could go downstairs and have one of these guys drive. So if you guys have ever driven up the coast here in between the islands this time of year, there's literally lobster gear everywhere. And so I, you know, I'm not afraid to let somebody take over and drive, but no, I'm a lot like you. I, uh, you know, I, I love to be the one responsible, uh, yeah. you know, going through an area like this. I'm almost through it, and then I can yeah. go down to the salon and have uh, Eugene uh, come up and drive. We got just an absolute ripping downhill current here now, and I'm just I'm going through all this buoy gear. So I'll be through it, and I'll go downstairs, and it'll probably take some of that sound away. Yeah, that would be cool. I understand where you're at. I know. It's like a minefield. There's so many lobster traps right there. It's definitely an area you don't go through in the dark. That's for damn sure. Absolutely right, guys. You don't go through here in the dark. If you're going through this area and you're a traveler, you go outside in the Tividad. You go outside of Sagros, not on the inside where I'm taking the route right now because there's just too much lobster here this time of year. And real so, quick... Hold on real quick. The yeah. last time you and I were together in that area right there, do you remember what was going on? Oh, yeah. You were breaking down like every 30 minutes on the uh, Pero Grande uh, with uh, having hydraulic problems. and But the tuna fishing here was, was pretty darn good uh, like you it is today. To, you had to tow me, and then I got <laughs> dropped off. That was the first yeah. the first pod drive boat ever, and I took it to Cabo, and thank God – we decided to buddy boat down because I got to Natividad because I was going to go in there and go calico bass fishing. And we got yeah. in there and that was it. I couldn't go any farther. Todd had to tow me from there to Turtle Bay. And then I was able to drive the boat a week later and I got a whole nother 120 miles. And then I got to set in Santa Maria Bay for 14 days. And that was yeah. Wayne Diego's very first trip down the Baja. It was quite spectacular. Yeah, I remember you guys called me. You were up on the west end towards the lighthouse on the inside, and the yellowtail fishing was wide open. You got to get in there. It's just absolutely wide open, and then it was just after that. I got in there and caught a few. We were just knocking them, and then you guys uh, you had the Zeus drives on those things and started having some problems, and, and we got you in there. <laughs> but that wasn't the end of your problems. <laughs> no, you and I got to experience it for the shotgun and the Bisbees. It was pretty yeah. spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but pretty cool. let's get back to talk i'm sorry i just had to say that where you're at right now but let's get back to talking about the makaira reel and how you guys revolutionized because you did come for what's going on right now like john brenton said we used to have to have that daiwa it was the reel that you could cast a bait with but you got to see how important it was john with that marlin fish and how important it was to get that reel to fly line so easily for us which is for people that don't understand when you pick up a big reel like that a 30 or a 50 and you can flick that thing and freeze pull and cast a bait that well it's a pretty amazing product yeah 100 percent agree and you know it's not just the oil it also comes down to the bearing so you know we're using extremely high grade abex 5 japanese bearings in here so 
it starts from there, right? You know, you want to make sure the bearings last a long time, that they're precision tuned so that they're going to spin correctly. And then the added step of the TSI oil is what allows them to perform pretty much, you know, the way we explained. And then you were saying something about the Tiburon system. I remember when we had our pen reel and they were tweaking them out and Carl Newell came up with the Newell spools for the pen 500s and the, the 501s and stuff. And then all of a sudden along came the Tiburon system, which just took our pen reels to a whole different level. Now, you guys had something going on when you put the Makaira together with the Tiburon system. And I'm not positive what that is. So why don't you go into that for a minute? Yeah, that was actually a pretty cool moment for me growing up in Southern California, being able to actually work with Tiburon. You know, because growing up, I had all my pin reels that were, uh, had the Tiburon frames and, uh, you know, they were all tricked out. So, you know, working with engineers over there, for me, growing up in the market, that's a really cool experience. And so we teamed up with Tiburon and they helped us uh, develop the drag system. Um, as well as a thrust bearing. Actually, they they created the thrust bearing, which is custom made for the Makaira. So if you don't know what a thrust bearing is, uh, the ball bearings, we lose Todd there. Yeah, no, I took them off because of the noise. I can't handle it. <laughs> uh, so ball bearings are great, you know, when you're cranking the handle and for castability, but the thrust bearing is going to absorb side load. So, you know, in any lever drag reel, usually one of the, the main areas for maintenance and service is the ball bearing in the right side plate uh, because the spools will push over to one side, usually under heavy drag, and they create side load on the ball bearings. A ball bearing is not intended to absorb side load. So the thrust bearing is literally about the size of a, um, about a half dollar, right? Um, um, and it's enormous in the side of the spool. And so anything that the dual drag system doesn't absorb, the thrust bearing absorbs so you don't get heavy pressure pushing to the right side. And that's why with the Makaira, when you turn the handle, uh, you can fish extremely high drags. And as you crank that drag up, the handle's always free. Uh, some lever drags in the market, when you fish heavy drag, it starts getting heavy because everything's binding up. And right. so that's, that's a factor of the thrust bearing but then our, also our dual drag system because it utilizes a double back carbon washer and you get pressure going one direction as well as the other direction. So it helps minimize the side loading. Um, and then also allows you to um, increase the amount of surface area that you're getting on, on the drag system. So, you know, the Makaira, when you look in the market, uh, you're not going to really find many other reels out there that can achieve the drag, the drag output that we have that still maintains free spool and also has a really free turning handle um, that allows what we say fishable drag pressure. Well, the thing that amazes me is I've touched a lot of lever drag reels and the free spool ability is just mind boggling. It's, it's like the free spool on the, uh, on the star drag reels that I had never experienced. Whenever I picked up a um, lever drag reel, it just was very, very hard to cast until the Makaira came along. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, how did you do that? So our goal, exactly what you said, you know, most guys, if they're jig fishing, the preferences usually go to a star drag. Much nicer, Todd, <laughs> much nicer. Because a spool is lighter, a jig thrower will want, you know, a star drag reel. Our goal with the Makaira as well as a Lijos reel was to make that reel so that it would cast similar to a star drag reel because you have so much more advantage for big game when you actually have that lever drag system. There's the Alejos you're just talking about. We've yep. been talking about this for the last couple of months when you guys brought this out. Did you guys introduce this as iCast, right? Uh, yes, we did. And so I had mentioned the TSI oil on the spool bearings. So you know it's in the Makaira. The new upgrade we had in the Lehos was what we added the TSI oil there. And then you'd also reference about guys liking star drags and the way they cast. Our goal with the Tesoro star drag was to make that an ultimate casting star drag reel, all machined aluminum. So we put that same TSI oil in the Tesoros as well. So all three of those reel series feature that TSI oil in the uh, Japanese spool bearings. 
Yeah, that's one of my favorite reels right there too, Dave. I absolutely love the Tesoro, John. That, I've caught more variety of fish on that Tesoro from, you know, mangrove fishing to yellowtail, yo-yo jigging to this bluefin tuna out here. What an incredible star drag reel. And, uh, and having that lubricant in there really makes a huge difference. Yeah, we've used those for striped marlin and sailfish as well. But I was telling Dave this morning, I just got back from Panama when, uh, the end of September. And uh, we were fishing down there with our agent, Okuma agent down there. And we were fishing um, Tesoro reels, but we were jigging uh, for uh, red snapper and grouper. And we were anywhere from 400 to 700 feet of water. We were in 700 feet of water, and I was using the five narrow uh, Tesoro star drag reel. Uh, almost out of line dropping all the way down there, but uh, is is pretty incredible, you know, hooking these big red snappers and nice groupers. How fun. Really what, what size braid are you guys using? Are you using soft steel? Is that what you guys are putting on those, like 30-pound, so you yeah, can exactly. get a lot of line on there? Exactly. You know, usually yeah. in between 20 to 30-pound. You know, a lot of people think, you know, uh, that line's too thin, right, or too right. light. But the advantage when you're dropping that far down with a jig braid cuts the water better than mono that sure. thinner 20 and 30 pound are going to cut through you're going to get down quicker and it's going to just make life a lot easier and then once you're down there you're using a heavier leader and you know it's more for toothy critters but you're not going to break off um that braided line fishing those conditions heck no it's so strong so we started switching you know i love that that uh tesoro five narrow for uh local rock fishing here in california even now that we're outside of 50 fathoms, I spool up with, with 20 pound soft steel braid. And I'm not kidding you, I still have half a spool left over. I never break off. I, I, you know, we're only fish took, you know, and I mean, catching those big reds and some big salmon groupers and, and even some link cod and, and all the other bycatch. I mean, that what, what's happening with using uh, that lighter braid where everybody's afraid, oh gosh, I gotta have 65 or 80 pound. But, most people don't realize that 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 braid line first of all is very buoyant so even though it cuts through the water it's very buoyant so by having the thinner diameter braid the the, the smaller uh breaking strength or lighter breaking strength it cuts through the the water better which allows you to stay vertical so when we're fishing when we're vertical jigging and we try to drop down 400 feet 500 feet and we and we're drifting with the boat the boat's moving and we got a little bit of wind now we're now we're actually fishing you know five or six hundred feet if we're fishing 65 pound braid or 80 pound braid because it's so point it's not cut through the water and then all of a sudden you see the guys that are fishing 20 pound braid and 30 pound braid are staying more vertical and getting hookups getting bites and they're not getting broke off we're still fishing good you know leader you know we're I, you know i fish the appropriate leader whatever i need 40 50 pound leader i'm just just using a you know, small amount of it but that thin diameter of braid allows us to use narrower reels and get deeper in the water and just absolutely have a great time uh, with certain types of fishing like you're talking about and what I'm talking about. And Todd, what you just mentioned is uh, very important, you know, especially with you guys charter fishing, you guys are going to have multiple guys on a boat, maybe on the same side of the boat. A lot of, most of the time you're drifting in a lot of those situations. If you're able to get more vertical and cut down on the scope, you're going to have less tangles. Absolutely. Less, angle, less angles, less tangles, right? Yep. I used to hear Dave and his dad, no angles, no tangles. I learned it as a kid. That's what I learned to tell everybody. No angles, no tangles. And, uh, yeah, you know, it makes a huge difference. The other thing with braided line, Todd, something you and I learned uh, early on, if you're fishing braid, you got to know how to appropriately back the braid to make sure it doesn't slip. <laughs> <laughs> I we forgot that story the other day. I could have I could have told that story because we were we had storytelling day on the show the other day, and that was a pretty good one. So guys, when you're spooling up uh, with braided line, it's always good to put something back there to, to actually help uh, keep that that braided line from spinning. You know, some reels come equipped with little catch knobs and things like that, but. You want to pack that line on there right but you also want to put something on there so that it doesn't slip on the spool and make it seem like you have no drag you ever had that happen to you dave oh i was so excited when you when john called me up and he said hey, i got these i got these cortez reels i want you to come up here and i want you to grab a couple of these and i'm like oh my god a star drag reel i'm in because i'm old school i'm like i go up there i grab it 
We crank on a bunch of soft of uh, soft steel braid on there. I just grab the spool. I'm cranking it as I'm driving down the freeway. I'm just cranking it on. I get down to my boat. I get out there on the water. I make my first cast. I hook like a t t eight or nine pound calico. I'm turning the handle as fast as I can, and the line will not come in. And I got the drag as tight as I can make. I can't make it any tighter. I've pinched this thing down so tight, and I am holding the rod up, and, I am, and I'm like, this reel is a piece of garbage. Why did John do this to me? I called him up. I'm like, I'm so, I'm like, you got a bitch of reel, but the drag sucks on it. Come back up here. I've never had that problem. I've, Ten guys are fishing these right now. I drive up there the next day. I walk in. I drop it on his desk, and I'm all here. And he's all, hey, check it out. He goes, look at, and he holds this, and he turns the handle, and the handle per just turns perfect, sweet. The thing's turning great. The line's not going anywhere. And I go, see, the drag sucks. And he goes, no, watch. And he lets go, and he goes, see, the whole the spool is turning, no problem. But the line is not going anywhere. I'm like, huh? What are you talking about? <laughs> huh? <laughs> the braid was just spinning like crazy. The spool was perfect. Everything was perfect. But I didn't know you need to put a little piece of tape on there to stop it from sliding. Because I'm a monofilament guy. I'm an old guy. I'm, let's be honest. I'm old. It took me a long time to move to braid. Now I can't fish monofilament. It feels like I'm fishing with a rubber band. I can't do it. I won't do it. I won't even touch your reel if it's got mono on it. I don't want anything to do with it. I have to fish straight braid. But it was a big learning curve. But yeah. Okay. That was a long time ago. Hey, so John, real quick, you know, with that being said, uh, Makaira has a superior anti-reverse system. When Dave and I grew up, a lot of our pen reels and our newels and our Daiwa reels, they had a dog spring uh, and, and an anti-reverse, you know, mechanism uh, with that, that dog tooth that would, that would catch on that gear ratio. But you guys came up with something that blew everything out the door. The anti-reverse system on a Makaira reel has to be one of the most superior designs I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, good, good call. And actually, I'm going to hit two different points on here because kind of the heart and soul of the Makaira was the gear system, right? Because we use helical cut gears. And so where most gears are just cut straight, these are cut at an angle. And not everybody understands you know the advantage is there but it gives you more torque more pulling power and the reason for it is that a helical cut gear when it works you have more tooth engagement than others where on other reels you have one tooth at a time engage this you'll have multiple tooth uh, engaging as it goes wrong goes through the system so it's a stronger system the gears are connected to the drive shaft the drive shaft is what actuates the anti-reverse system that todd's talking about and so the very first generation uh, Makaira sample we brought out had a one-way roller bearing in it. And we found very early that with a one-way roller bearing in a two-speed reel, it doesn't work because you have to have a little bit of play in order to drive that um, pin system to shift gears, right? If there's uh, not a little bit of slop in that system, it's very difficult to change gears in the style shifter that we have here. And so... When you turn the handle, um, the anti-reverse system is directly tied to the drive shaft based on a tension uh, spring mechanism. So as you turn forward and as you stop or pull back, um, what you have is a slider system. And so the anti-reverse is sliding in and out like this, uh, depending on if you, you're cranking forward or when you're stopping. So what that allows us to do is have a friction-free um, retrieve system. And, you know, when we first introduced this, I talk about the Makaira as being similar to a uh, luxury type car. You know, think Cadillac, right? People think Cadillac's a very smooth uh, running car. Um, you know, most reels, when you turn a two-speed, you hear clack, 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 clack. That's a anti-reverse dogs uh, vibrating together. You know, one thing is that vibration over time can weaken the spring. We've eliminated that out of the equation because as we're turning forward, everything's pulled away uh, from the anti-reverse system. And so it's totally friction-free. As soon as you stop or pull back, they slam shut. And, you know, all the reels have got double paws on there. So that was a very unique design. That was one that 
um, you know, uh, I think in the past we talked about Cal Sheets. You know, we took our prototypes up to Cal, and, man, he is instrumental in going through and kind of, you know, helping us analyze these reels and, you know, uh, pointing out <coughs> that we should work on. And the one point that he specifically called out that he thought was super cool was the um, anti-reverse slider system that uh, Todd had just brought up. Yeah, it's it, you know, in the past, it was one of the biggest problems we had with with uh, so many different uh, real manufacturers is that because of vibration, because of use, because of corrosion, the anti-reverse spring would fail. And just when you needed it the most, you turned your reel into a knuckle buster. And we all know what that's like. And so we... That we were able to eliminate the knuckle buster with this anti -reverse, this double anti-reverse system and it's become something more superior than anybody's ever seen in the way that an anti-reverse system works uh, and like John said eliminating all the failing components now it's pretty unique it's pretty spectacular you, you can feel the difference you can feel it when you're fighting a fish when you let go of the handle you can feel that it doesn't even move a tiny bit where the old pen reels, you, you, with his today, the day where it's going to go, when you let go and we go back to half a crank sometimes and you go, is this it? Is today the day? You don't see any of that with these reels. But what I wanted to talk about real fast was of all the reels, Todd and I, we just, this reel is that this is it. This is, our very most favorite reel. If you watch all my videos, gang, you see me fishing in the mangroves. This is the reel I'm using. I'm chucking the iron with this. I'm chugging baits with this. This thing's phenomenal. Like Todd said, unbelievable for fish and rockfish. The thing holds so much line. And I got 40-pound braid on here. The thing holds like a mile of 40-pound braid. It's just yep. an incredible reel. But this is what we all grew up. Anybody our age? We grew up fishing a star drag reel. This Tesoro series reel is absolutely an incredible reel. Now, I love the Cortez too. Don't get me wrong. Cortez, my baby. I love those. But this Tesoro, man, this thing's bulletproof. When you put this in your hand, you know you have a reel that's going to handle some stuff. What you, what you guys make this out of is absolutely incredible. Now, I know the Cortez series is a little bit less expensive. But the components in this reel, you know you have, you're on to something bitching here, John. Yeah, so I'm, I'm right there with you. If I could pick, you know, right now we've had for the last couple of years, our industry or our fishery is so different here in California, you know, where everybody's chasing tuna, right? You know, so, you know, you need the bigger Makairas. But if I'm not going out specifically chasing tuna, I'm looking kelp patties, I'm going to the islands, fishing local. And you told me I could only take two reels to fish. I'm taking a Tesoro 5, which is my favorite reel, and I'm taking a Komodo. Um, I was just going to say the Komodo. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, honestly, it'd be a 350 or a 450. You know, they're both like amazing reels. But the Tesoro reel that you just picked up, you know, you know, the two reels out there in the market that would compare that would be a Trinidad or a Saltiga. And not everybody understands that. The internal build of that reel is a Makaira. That is a Makaira Star Drag reel, um, just with a different name on it. But the whole reel is machined aluminum. The inside, the 17-4 um, stainless steel, the TSI oil, it's all the same as a Makaira. And that's the reason why it performs the way that it does. Oh, it's such a machine. It is so fun to fish with. And, and you know, going back real quick about the, the uh, talking about the Cortez, I still have one of the original uh cortez that we product tested on the boardroom still working of course i've had the guys go through it and and uh service it for me but what a reel that 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 cortez is i mean if if you're looking for something that just works uh and doesn't break the bank you know it's not a makaira it's not a tesoro but man what a great reel that 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 reel reminds me a lot of uh, the old TSM2 that we all loved so much back in the day. Uh, but just a great, great reel. But the, the Tesoro, hands down, for all of my rods, I'm like John. I've got everything set up. If I'm if I'm not going to fish something that, that I really need to use a, a larger uh, Makaira for, I've got Tesoros and Komodos. And with that Komodo set up properly uh, for, you know, the, the 6 or the 7 to 1, uh, and the right, the right uh, braid on there 
heck, I, I even fished rockfish in, in 50, 60 fathoms with that, uh, that low-profile uh, Komodo. It's an amazing reel. And I have literally caught everything that you can throw a bait or a lure at from California to Cabo San Lucas on the Komodo. And I'm talking marlin, wahoo, grouper, yellowtail, yellowfin, bluefin, every little species of orangemouth corvina and every little type of, 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 of two eyeballs and a wiggle you can imagine to catch I've caught on a Komodo. Hey, gang, real quick. Hold on. Opson Floral Carbon, big sponsor of the shows on Mondays. Akuma is Wednesday, and we talk about Akuma products on Wednesday. But today is Opson. Opson, it makes a phenomenal floral carbon. The reason I love it so much is I'm a clear floral carbon guy. I know they make lots of colors, pinks and greens and yellows and blues, and that's great because they catch fishermen. But I'm telling you, if you're going to use, and like we were talking about, we're using straight braided line, you have to be... Wait, we're old school. We got to have a piece of clear somewhere between the, the lure and the, the braided line or our hook. And it's going to be a piece of opsin. It's clear floral carbon. Look at this, though. Look at how cool these spools are. They, they're magnetic. They, put, they hook together. You can throw these on your bait tank. I put my hooks on top of it. You can just grab a hook off of here. The magnetic piece of this holds the hooks on there. If you absolutely have to get a bite, you absolutely have to have opsin. Right there in front of you is the QR code, 20% off. All you got to do is scan that QR code, go get the deckhand pack, and we're going to give away a free gift to everybody that visits the Opsin QR code from the show. We'll give away one free gift the first of every month. December 1st, we'll give away a spool of line to one lucky person that visits through the QR code. Anybody that's listening, go to OpsinUSA.com, and you can jump right on there and use code YSWG and save 20 on your purchase you absolutely have to have floral carbon tied to the end of your line and it absolutely has to be opposite all right so hey so, dave uh, yes sir i saw uh, one of your uh, uh followers had a question about the uh inspire spinning reel and the torsion control armor yes let's uh, get you that mind back. if i explain that yep right there there it is devo that's devo all right devo so um what torsion control armor is in a spinning reel, um, there, you always get a possibility of uh, flexing side to side. So the best way to explain this is a bicycle. We all grew up uh, riding bicycles and your front tire, you have the fork, right? So the fork on a bicycle and think, you know, how the, the tire is put in there, those forks are gonna prevent that wheel from moving side to side. It's gonna give it extra support. The torsion control armor is part of the reel stem and when it comes down, it has a double leg on the back side of the frame. And what that does is it works like the fork on a bicycle to eliminate side-to-side -side, uh, torquing uh, to make it you know, more in line. So if you hook a big fish um, and you're cranking, that reel doesn't get sideways. Yeah, some of the biggest things that we, when we were product testing and, and, and coming up with uh, designs to eliminate uh, the offset uh, the, the tolerances, I guess, would be in the pinion gear uh, was because of the flex and coming up uh, with that design. Most people, when they crank on a spinning wheel, first of all, most people think if they're right-handed, they have to put the handle over on the right-hand side. But if you're fishing with a spinning reel and you're right-handed, you want the, the handle on the left-hand side and you're using all your strength and everything to pull on fish with your right hand on the rod. Uh, but what we see a lot of times when people do is they 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 want to just torque on a handle of a spinning reel uh, because the coordination takes a little bit of time to adjust to on how we fish spinning rods and so when when they're when you're taking a crank on a spinning rod the handle should never be used as a winch you're never trying to crank this thing down and what we see a lot of people do is when they get to the downturn side trying to crank on a big fish and they don't have the coordination or they haven't had the experience to to get the technique of how we fish spinning rods with, with larger fish is, is on the downturn, they start to push the handle in towards the, the bottom of the, of the rod. And so what that does is it changes the tolerances and the way that the gears line up. And so by having uh, a, a strengthening device, uh, we've eliminated those problems. Have I added to that right, John? Yeah, that's not a pulling lever, right? Right. It's see. not a, lot a of pulling people, lever. A lot of people use that and they think that's a lever to pull back on the rod. That's not what you right. should be doing. 
and but we've really it. we've really superior i mean we've come up with so many things to eliminate the, the operator error uh of damaging uh these reels by you know the the lack of understanding of of that and so uh it, it really has helped a lot i i when we when we were set out to start product testing uh the new tesoro spinning reel oh my gosh what 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 a game changer i mean but but the the spinning rod and the spinning reel have come into play so much these days because of poppers and surface fishing for bluefin tuna and yellowfin tuna uh i, I mean they've just california took a long time to catch on to how uh, beneficial spinning reels are to our fishery. You know, for years we called them coffee grinders and we thought all oh, those East Coast guys. But now we've realized that, wow, you know, having a, a good uh, quiver of spinning rods uh, really can help uh, your end game, especially for certain fisheries that, that popper fishing, uh, that lure fishing, that top water fishing. Man, what a game changer. And when we started product testing that new Tesoro spinning reel that was, that was uh, uh, launched this year, holy cow was that an amazing product and john earlier in the show you said you know there's you know we, we we very rarely put a product out with our product testers that are a complete finished product but man i couldn't break that tesoro i tried everything i i caught 40 50 60 marlin on one reel i i caught wahoo i caught grouper we were yo-yo fishing 25 30 pound yellows one after the other I love the sound of the drag system. I love the knob handle on the Tesoro. I, there was just nothing I could do besides throwing it on the ground and kicking it that it would have broke. It was a really, really awesome product to test. Well, Todd, you mentioned, you know, compared like in say Florida, right? That's, that's where they're used to fishing. But if you think the evolution of the spinning reel and what changed just reels in general, lever drag, star drag, spinning reels, it's been braided line, right? Yes. Because of braided line, the lack of stretch, manufacturers are forced to build a better, stronger, more durable reel. You see it on the you know conventional side, but you're seeing it now on spinning. What you can actually catch on a spinning reel is incredible. The disadvantage, the way we fish out here, is you're not laying it down on the rail, right? So, right. you know, that's a little bit of a disadvantage. So when you hook the fish, you're, you're you're in a little bit of pain, you know, you got to fight them, but you can get a more accurate cast for a lot of guys. You can get good casting distance, but the reel that you're talking about, the Tesoro, if you look at the main competitors in the market, this reel's got 11 pounds more drag pressure, 55 pounds of max drag. That's more drag than you need on a spinning reel. For Absolutely. This type of fishing. The, the um, strength to keep everything in alignment, the spool shaft is titanium. Uh, you look at in the industry, how many reels are going to say they've got any titanium in that reel internally? You're not going to find many. Um, the body is all aluminum, body, side plate, rotor. And if you look at the big competitors who are facing that same price point, they've got aluminum bodies, but they've got either carbon or graphite rotors and side plates. So, you know, we have more drag. We got stronger body. We got titanium spool shaft and they're waterproof. They're IPX7 rated. And we say IPX7 rating, the actual uh, global um, um, company that does the ratings actually came back. That reel is actually rated as IPX8, but we promoted it as IPX7 uh, just for safety. But, I mean, that just shows, you know, the durability and performance that we put into this reel. It's, it's uh, truly, I see it as our flagship reel right now because of how smooth it is. It's lighter. We do have the Makaira. But not everybody wants that reel because it's so heavy. This is a reel that anybody that's going out on their private boat, if they want to throw poppers or anything like that, it's a great option. That would like a matching PCH popping rod. You see, yeah, I'm oh, sorry, Dave, You see that question, John? Uh, which one? Before today's podcast comes to an end, can you go over Akuma's Makaira warranty? Yep. You want me to hit on that now? Yeah, might as well. We're running out of time. I, I know you guys can't believe it, but it's, we've blown we, it. we could talk all day. Yes, um, so, good. So all, all of our um, Makaya reels, uh, spinning reels and lever drag reels are backed by a five-year, um, you know, every warranty says limited warranty because, of course, at times there's reels that come in. You know, we had reels come in at one point from Louisiana after Katrina, and 
they came from under the ocean, you know, not a Makaira, but there are other reels. And, you know, as long as they come in and they're normal wear and tear, we're taking care of you. Makaira is a five-year limited warranty. So that's pretty much industry leading for warranties on that type of product. And even though it says a limited lifetime warranty, um, you know, it's for manufacturer's defects, like every manufacturer says, if that product comes in, you know, we're going to take care of, you know, all the minor little things to make sure that you get back on the water fishing, you know, the way you should, you know, if it comes back and it's pure neglect, you know, we might have to talk to you and our guys will talk about, you know, how it should be properly maintained. But, you know, it very rarely, you know, do we actually run into those situations, but you do get it, get it occasionally. You know, it's amazing. Some of these reels that you get back, like I said, Prince Edward Island, you know, fishing hardcore, you know, I got a reel back after five years and it looked like brand new when it opened it up. The only thing that we saw was on the stainless clicker plate because they fish such heavy drag. And, you know, these are 600 uh, over a thousand pound bluefin was starting to show wear around the clicker plate. You know, so I mean, that just shows a durability factor of the materials that we're actually utilizing inside these reels. That, that stainless steel, nobody in the industry is using that same grade of 17-4 stainless for all their internal parts. That's what really sets this reel apart, you know, for that long-term durability factor. Let's talk about real fast. We're running out of time. But the Alejo series reels that you guys have now. We haven't real. We just showed it for a minute. We didn't touch on it, John. You call this your mini Makaira. That's what you told me. There you go. I love it right here. So, I call it a mini Makaira because the reel I have in my hand right here. This is a five size. We have a five narrow as well. You can't get that in a Makaira. You know, right now, you know, we don't make it that small of a diameter. And the way I like fishing and the way you can use braided line, you can knock back huge fish. It's more fun on these these light reels. Uh, the one thing this reel does have is a cast control system. So if anybody is new getting into fishing or they're going from a star drag to the lever drag for the first time, the one thing with a lever drag is that you go into complete free spool and the free spool with TSI oil, it flies. And so, absolutely. So, you know, the difference in a star drag, you have that cast control knob on the side and put a little tension. You can't do that with most uh, lever drag reels. With this one, you actually do have a cast control knob and this actually draws off the drag system. It's not magnetic. So if you're going up to Alaska and you're fishing a pound or two of lead and you're worried about backlashing on the drop, you can tighten this all the way down and it'll slow the spool down. Or you can adjust it for anchovies or sardines. So it's extremely versatile. It's completely different than the other cast controls in the market. The reason why I call it a mini Makaira is that internally it's, it's got the same drag system as a Makaira now. We mirrored the drag cam. The stainless steel is all the same grade. The only difference is really the cast control. And then we also, uh, the gears in this are spur cut gear compared to helical cut gear. So cut on angle versus straight cut. And the reason for the Makaira being helical cut, this reel is built from the ground up to work around that gear system where this is a completely different reel in, in the Lejos platform. And we make these from a five narrow up through a 16 size. So, you know, great for going to Cabo, long range fishing, to local fishing here in Southern California. And gang, Todd's going to come in here and talk for a minute. But I promise you, when John Bretta gives Todd and I these reels to go out and practice and play with and make sure that they're going to stand up, there's nobody on the planet that abuses them more than Todd and I. We abuse these things. We can't, and, and I'm not trying to pretend like we're the greatest fishermen in the world, but when we go out and fish, that a hundred fish in a day, that's a slow day for Todd and I. We grew up, that doesn't, we, we think we sucked if we only caught a hundred fish. We come back and we give these reels back to John and back to Daniel and they run them through the shop and they're like, holy moly, what did you guys do? And we're like, well, we caught 400 fish yesterday and they're blown away because I don't think that anybody else puts that much demand on a reel. Right? Would you, right, Todd? I mean, the world we came from is different than everybody else. Absolutely. And I, I just like to point out one more thing that we didn't talk about with the Makaira. Guys, we do a lot of coverboard fishing. We're, we're fishing a lot differently these days, you know, with, with kites and, and dredges and Mad Max and 
And for the marlin fishing guys, the coverboard fishing, uh, that kind of stuff, the Makaira clicker system, me and John were very, very uh, 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 on board with it being as loud as possible. So the Makaira drag or the Makaira clickers, I love them because I like a loud clicker on that Makaira. And you guys turned it, turned the handle on it earlier. And it really lets you know. I mean, there's a reason for the clicker. I mean, there's multiple reasons, but one of them is to is to let us know when we're not, you know, 100% on site paying attention that we've got a bite. And those clickers are really loud. They work great from the coverboard for every application. And boy, I should tell you what, they make great television because you look at the guys in the Wicked Tuna field. Man, the clicker's always on. They never turn it off. They, I think the producers tell them, don't turn that clicker off. <laughs> Leave that on. More but the Makaira clicker. Yeah, it's more exciting. But that clicker system is really a superior clicker system uh, on the Makaira. I uh, really, I really. Uh-oh. We lost Todd. Uh-oh, Starlink. Todd, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. Hey, guys. Yeah, you're breaking up. Love you, Todd. I love you guys. Thanks for the show. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> love you, Todd. Yeah, it, it's you. not bad. I'm sitting here 300 miles from the U.S. border on a boat traveling up the Baja coast, and I just did a uh, live show with one of my good friends, Dave Hansen, and another good friend, John Bretza. John, thanks for all the opportunities you've given me at Akuma. It's been a great pleasure to feel part of the family with you guys all the time. Uh, and it's been, a, it's been a great joy uh, testing the products and seeing the development uh, come to the table with, uh, with Okuma. Thank you. Well, I think you nailed it on the head right there. I mean, the key with Okuma and the guys we work with, we see everybody as a family, right? So we work together. You know, I've got a unique position here in the U.S. is that I'm the direct link to the engineers at the factory, and not a lot of companies – um, that we're competing with has that same type of position where they are the direct link to the engineer. So when you guys tell me something, it goes directly to the right, the right people to hear to make changes. And I, I can back that up because I, you've got, you've called me from the factory and said, Hey, what was that we were talking about? And I'm like, yeah, remember the, the, uh, ABF series reels that Bushy kept cracking off, and you're like, "Oh yeah, okay." And well, I guess you guys lost my sound. Yeah, we're done with you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we got to be able to talk a little bit, John. For God's sake. Yeah, John definitely listens to what we all have to say, which I think is really bitching about the thing because I work with other real companies in the past and they just give you some reels and they never, they never even, you go, Hey, this isn't, they're like, yeah, right. Everyone else is doing it just fine. So I love that part about it. I love being a part of the family. I love going to the warehouse there in Ontario. When you walk in, you feel just like, like you're one of the kids, one of the Akuma kids. You're like part of the family. Yep, for sure. And, you know, with the help of our testers, about a year from now, next year's ICAST, we got some super exciting stuff coming out for the saltwater crowd. Just give you that little teaser. Can't give any more, but something's going to put us in a, a different direction than, uh, in, than the reels that we actually have moving right now. So, Well, great. We're going to have you back on the show, John, for sure. This ain't the last time. Definitely not the last time, but we still spot... We're still sponsored up by Akuma on Wednesdays, but uh, I thought this was going to be cool to have Todd out on the boat because you guys were so instrumental, the two of you, on the Makaira series reels. And Mark Mills, I know he was part of that. But what you guys did to put these reels together was an incredible deal, going fishing all the time and catching all those marlin. Most people can sit here and think they caught a marlin. When you said 50 marlin in a day or 60 marlin in a day, most people fell off their chair. They don't believe that. They can't understand that. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. You know, one of my good friends, Chris Badzi, I know he's good friends with Todd as well. You know, I mean, they, they've done the same thing. You know, they've caught the 200-plus marlin a day. I mean, it's hard to fathom if you go down there and just get on a, a normal charter boat from a resort. Because, you know, if they get two or three marlin, they fly their flags, they're happy, they want to go in. But if you're out there on a private boat, it's a it's a totally different game. 
and it's awesome. It's something everybody's got to experience if you're if you're really into marlin fishing. Oh, and it's going right now. It's full speed, like Todd was saying. Billy Miagawa is down there right now. This is the time of year. November is the very, very best time of the year down here. If you can get on a boat and get up there to Mag Bay and go do that the whole thing, that marlin thing's incredible. Gang, you literally pull up to Balls of Bay. Well, John, you were just talking to me right before we went live about that. There's a video right now that the Real Quest has out of a bait ball getting attacked by a bunch of Dorado down here. That's the biggest problem we got right now is there's so much Dorado down here to get away. From, and that's the bait balls that the Marlin are usually on. Yeah, that video from Real Quest on Instagram is in, incredible. But so if we had time, a quick story. So when we were yeah. fishing with we the boardroom on that first testing trip, um, was amazing. You know, I, I was up on the bow, you know, we had the bait ball. You could see it was like national geographic. You'd see the striped Marlin just thrashing through the bait ball. And, you know, we had to have like three to five guys hooked up at any one time. Right. And, you know, they're not pulling them up, you know, taking photos, you know, you get them up and you break them off right when you get to the leader. And that's how they're able to get that many, you know, releases in a day. But I'm up on the bow, grab a bait out of the bow bait tank. And I go, professional overrun right you know pretty excited i tripped right on the bow and the the bait the mackerel literally lands right below the bow pulpit and when i looked down there a marlin swooped on it right there i had to pull it out by hand to uh get it out of the water to make otherwise it would have probably ripped the rod right out of my hand but and that just tells you the volume of marlin that they have in the water and remember that's professional overrun right right i got you <laughs> Well, it's been a pleasure having you here, gang. I threw that QR code up there. If you want to go check out all the different products Akuma has to offer, we got their website up there. Just grab the QR code, go look around. There's a place in uh, Huntington Beach, Shark Bait, that sells all Akuma products. They're part of this thing. Let them know you saw all about it on your saltwater guide. You get a discount when you go into their Shark Bait. Just tell them you saw it on your saltwater guide and john thank you very much for coming on the show today thanks for spending a little bit of your monday with us and everybody that watched hit that share button that's the number one thing you could do for me and john is share this podcast so that all the other people that want to learn about fish and reels and how cool the products are get a chance to see this because when you go to explain it to them it's not the same as when they watch it so hit the share button let us know this will be available on my uh, Your Saltwater Guide website in about 10 minutes, and it'll be available always on YouTube and Facebook. Check it out, and then it goes out on the podcast today at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Elliot will put it out. It'll be on all podcast carriers. Thank you very much, John Bretson, for being a part of the show. Thank you, everybody, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll have a great show for you. Turn off the news. Remember, they're all lying. The only place you're going to get the truth is right here. I'm Will Cooper host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.